Welcome to the first ever episode of 15 Minute Fire, a Torah inspiration podcast brought to you by the Shivata Kotel Bergman Family Leadership Program. In this first ever episode of the show, I'll be interviewing Rav Yosef Tzvi Rimon Shlita. Rav Rimon is a world-renowned posik of halacha, author, educator, and public speaker. The Rav is the Rosh Yeshiva of the Lev Academic Center, also known as Machon Lev, as well as the community rabbi of Alon Shfut. The Rav has written many sefarim in a series known as Halacha Mim Korah, a series that delves into the sources for halachot on a wide range of topics and applies them in practical ways. The Rav is also the founder of an organization called La Ufek, formerly known as Job Katif. The organization was established to help the residents of Gush Katif and now works with the greater aim of helping populations in Israel that lack access to education, jobs, etc. The Rav also heads an organization called Sulamot, which develops cutting-edge education technologies, programs, and curriculums that are taught worldwide. We can all benefit from what Rav Rimon has to say. So without further ado, Rav Rimon. Hello, Rav Rimon. Thank you so much for coming on to this episode of 15 Minute Fire. How is the Rav doing today? Shalom, Vracha. Baruch Hashem. I was learning and dealing with Torah and Chesed, so I feel good, Baruch Hashem. That is amazing. That is amazing. I'm glad to hear it. We are very, we are very happy. We are thrilled to have the Rav on the first episode of 15 Minute Fire. This is a prod- podcast that has been in development for a couple months now, and thank God it is coming into fruition, and we are thrilled and honored to have the Rav on as the first guest. I'm glad. All right, um, let's jump right into the questions we have for the Rav. The Rav has written many svarim on halacha, ranging from topics of Shemitah to Hilchot Tzavah, the laws of serving in the army. How does the Rav think that living a life according to halacha changes one's life for the better? Wow. Uh, so I'll tell you, first of all, I'll tell you, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I'm trying to do is to daven, to go to shul, to daven. And sometimes people ask me, children, teenagers, aren't you hungry before? Do you want? I told them, look, when I go davening, I feel that this is the thing that gives me the koach, the strength, the motivation for the whole day, the energy. Uh, this starts my day. I'm not hungry before. I hardly can eat something before. So first of all, UD is getting up in the morning, goes to shul, davens. I think this is the first thing to be connected to Hashem, to feel the energy that Hashem is, give, give, is giving you to do good things in the world. And secondly, I think that as much as you learn more Torah, more halacha, when you follow the halacha instructions, your life are much, much happier, stronger. And I'll give you an example. No, I went to the States more than a year ago. Now I know because of the COVID, it, it wasn't uh, lately. Uh, and uh, a teenager came to me and said, Rabbi, can I use the cell phone just for text message on Shabbat? I told him, of course you can't. 
You mustn't do it. It's Chilul uh, Shabbat. And then he said, Rebbe, I want to ask you, what can I do all Shabbat? It's boring. Uh, Rebbe, when you were, uh, were a child, did you have internet? I told him no. He said, so, so what did you do all day? What can you do all day, every day? And what, what am I supposed to do on Shabbat? I told him, there's someone in my community that he's expert in Google. He can decide if you'll be in the first page of Google or number 15. People pay him a lot of money to be in page number 15. Why? Because let's say they have a company and something, someone was annoyed on something and they're good people, but you know, someone is annoyed. Then he's writing in Google and this, you search the name, you see, Balagad, you see bad things. So he puts it in page number 15. People need him all over the world. One Shabbat, a woman, not Jewish, Goya, from New York, sends him an email and tells him, I need you desperately, emergency. He's a from, he's religious, he didn't see the email. So she sent him, he didn't answer, she sent him a text message. He didn't answer, she called him on the cell phone. He didn't answer, she said, what will I do? And then she searched for the telephone at home and she called him at home. He didn't answer. After Shabbat, he saw that she searched for him called her back and she told him, why didn't you respond to my email? He said, I couldn't respond it. I, it's Shabbat for me, I, I couldn't. And she said, what do you mean? Also, I have Sunday. On Sunday, I don't go to work, I'm at home, but if something is very urgent, just five minutes, answer the mail. And he said, look, uh, in Shabbat, we mustn't answer mail, uh, we can't. So she said, okay, but I sent you a text message. She said, no, also this we can't do on Shabbat. And she said, wait, but I called your cell phone. He said, no, we mustn't answer cell phone on Shabbat. He said, yes, but I called you at home. This is not at all connected to work. He said, no, also in the telephone at home, we can't answer on Shabbat. And then she said, so what are you doing all day? What are you doing all Shabbat? So he told her, we are going to shul, to synagogue, we come back, we eat all the family. So she said, okay, you eat 20 minutes, what then? And he said, 20 minutes? We eat an hour and a half, two hours, we sing, we speak. And then she said, wait a minute, I'm going to bring a pen. She got back to the telephone and she said, can you give me the recipe of Shabbat? He said, what, what do you mean? And she said, look, I'm trying from time to time to bring all my family to be together on Sunday, to eat together. Also, if I succeed, my husband all the time with his iPhone, after five minutes, one child gets a WhatsApp, another child gets a WhatsApp. I can't have all the family with me. She says, Shabbat, unbelievable. And I want to tell you for people, halacha, sometimes it's difficult because people don't like that you tell them what to do and people don't like that you limit them. But you have to know, always the halacha, also if she limits us in something, she opens a new gate. 
that we wouldn't reach without the halacha. Shabbat, no, no cell phone, no computers, no WhatsApp, no Facebook. But then you have the ability to be connected to your family, to your soul, to yourself, to Hashem. It's not just Shabbat, it's Shabbat, it's Sneus, to touch boys and girls and to see everything. Maybe it's lots, lots of joy. But when you are building a family and you are with your wife, both of you, you know, just you, just two of you together, touch, see, look, hug, it's different marriage. Yadut gives us the direction how to live in the best way, how to do chesed, and how to direct our world to do it also in happiness and also uh, with the right system uh, to work the world in the best way. That, thank you. Thank you to the Rav. That was absolutely beautiful. In terms of halacha, what you're saying is that when we, when we do halacha, when we, when we are shomer halacha, when we keep halacha, it might feel like limitations, but what it's actually doing is opening real gates, opening gates to something we would never experience, which is absolutely beautiful. If I'm not mistaken, the Rav learned at Yeshivat Haaretzion, aka the Gush, for some people who noticed that. Um, what is the most inspiring piece of Torah that you learned from Harav Lichtenstein, Zechronot Tzadik Libracha? You know, your question is, uh, I can't really answer it because I can't give you now really a lambdas or something that will take, you know, we are in a podcast. It should be something that's right. good for the people now on the way. Right. First of all, I want to tell you that Rav Lichtenstein changed my life because I was sure all my life that I'm going to be a doctor. And uh, Rav Lichtenstein called me to his room when I was Shiur Daled in Yeshivat Haaretzion and spoke quarter of an hour how important is it to be a doctor. He said, chesed. Medicine is, is chesed. And after a quarter of an hour, he said, Aval, but in your case, you have to stay in Torah. This is your goal in life. And thanks to him, I continued uh, in Torah. And there are lots of things that I heard from Rav Lichtenstein, from Moi Riveravi. I, for the last 30 years before he passed away, I was speaking to him almost every day and speaking and asking. And uh, in the beginning, just in yeshiva, in the last 10 years, he was a member of my community. It was quite embarrassing to give a speech in Shurim when Rav Lichtenstein, Moiri Verabi, sits in the crowd. But he was so tsanua and anav that all the time he came, say, Shkoyech, Toda Rabbah. But I'll say one thing. Yaakov Avinu, in Parashat Vayetze, sees the shepherds and he asks them, why aren't you working? And they say, we can't, we cannot, because there's a big stone on the well. And Yaakov Avinu goes and moves the stone. When you read it, usually people ask themselves, how did he do it? How did he move the stone? That they couldn't move. But this, you know, it's not such a big question. We have more miracles in the Bible, in Tanakh, 
maybe much more uh, special vehicles. But the real question is not how did he succeed, but why did he try? This is not Yaakov Avinu. We know Yaakov Avinu from Parashat Oldot, Yaakov Avinu Ishtam, Yoshev Oalim, Yaakov Avinu, his mother tells him that Esav is going to get the brachot. Uh, she tells Yaakov, now go and bring me deer. She cooks the, 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 the deer. She puts the clothes on Yaakov. She tells Yaakov what to say. She tells him afterwards that he's in danger. And Ata brach lecha elavan achi harana escaped to Lavan. Yaakov is an innocent, innocent child. And you know, not, he's not Esau. He goes and he sees the shepherds with a big stone and they say that they cannot do it. We suppose that they were strong people. And Yaakov says, oh, okay, move along, I'll do it. Why did he try? Mori Verabi of our Nichtenstein explained, between Parashat Toldot, between all the story that we said with Yaakov and the brachot, the blessing and the stone, we have another story in the beginning of Vayetze, the dream of the ladder. The dream of the ladder, angels are going up and down. What was in this dream? In this dream, first time that Yaakov Avinu spoke to Hashem. In this dream, first time that Yaakov gets a mission on Am Israel. First time that Yaakov gets a mission on Eretz Israel. Gets Shlichus, a mission. When Yaakov gets a mission, he gets power. When Yaakov gets shlichut, he get power, gets power, and now he can move stones, he can do, wow, things that he didn't do before. And I feel that this is so, so true in our life. As much as you have a higher, bigger mission, a bigger dream, a bigger shlichus, you get power. Sometimes people are afraid. They say, oh, how can we do this? How can we do that? Don't be afraid. If it's something good, go on it. If you have a mission, if you are doing the Shem Shamaim, you discover you have power, and you discover you have much more power than what you thought before. Absolutely, a beautiful answer. When we when we're machazik Shem Shamaim, and when we're and when we're going on our mission, when we're going on our mission, we have way more. We have way more, and that's something. And that's something I believe we've seen in in what in what the Rav has done. The Rav has done so much. For the Jewish community, the Rav has done so much for the world. What are some tips that podcast listeners, people to listening to podcast that to this podcast can take in order to strengthen their communities, just like you have strengthened, strength, just like the Rav has strengthened his community through Job Katif and other organizations that the Rav has created? Okay, so I'll tell you shortly. I understand that if we are in 15 minutes, we have another two minutes, three minutes. We, 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 we have time, no worries. We'll do it three minutes. You know, people are listening to us and are checking the time. It's your first one. We have to be <laughs> the Erech on time. Right. Okay. 
first of all, I want to tell you, Baruch Hashem, most of that, my day, I'm learning Torah. This is what I'm doing for the morning, 80% of my time. How do I know that the Torah, when I learn, if the Torah is good, not good, how do I know that I learned good, that I went well? The answer is, if after learning, I have motivation to do chesed, I know my Torah was good. I know I'm in the right way. And I want to tell you a few things, few tips. Gush Katif. Baruch Hashem, we helped 3,000 people to find jobs from Gush Katif. It wasn't easy at all, at all. Lots of times when I thought, wow, we are doing now, I'll succeed. It didn't work. And I want to tell you the first tip. If you want to do chesed, you have to know from the beginning that also if you fail in few things, lo norai, will be okay. If you dream high, not everything will be wow. But if you are dreaming high, you reach high points. If you thought this one, it will be another one. And this is first thing when you are doing chesed. Second thing, Moishe Rabbeinu, the Torah says, they are killing all the children. His mother, he's saving him and put, put him at home, three months, hiding him. But it says, She saw that he's good. What does it mean good? There are lots of explanations in the Mefarshim, in the Rishonim. But I think, and it's following Ramban, I think she saw, wow, my child is, wow, he has koach, he's special, so, so good child. This gave a motivation that he will succeed, that she'll succeed to save him. If you want to succeed in chinuch with your children, if you want to succeed with other people in the community, in other places, See the good things in every person. When you know to search for good, to see the good things, then you will see the good things, you will be able to help. And the one that you're trying to help, he'll discover that he's good, that he has power and he'll good, do good things in our world. It doesn't mean that everything is good and you have to fix, fix things that are not good. But the, your main focus is to search for good. Tov, look good in everyone, in your siblings, parents, husband, wife, other people. And another thing, there are people that maybe they can see good, but I don't know why they think it costs money to say good. Ramam says, Mitzvah taseh. You need to love everyone in Am Israel. And Ramam says, Keitzad, what is the dogma? First example, Say good things on him. To say good things, also if he's there, also if he's not there, this is a mitzvah. You want to make mitzvah every day? Every time you see someone, think, what is a good word that you can tell, can tell to him, that you can tell him? What is a good thing that you can see and not just see, but tell him, wow, 
unbelievable, you are amazing. If every one of us will see how the other one is amazing. If we'll feel how Hashem gives us power to do good things in the world, Bezrat Hashem will follow Torah and mitzvot and we'll try together to make Am Yisrael and all the world to be all the time better and better. Amen, amen. A one takeaway we could take from this is let's all try, let's all really try to see the good in other people, see the good in other people, and to try to do our best to say nice things to other people. I believe that's a practical takeaway we can take from this. I'd like to thank the Rav so much for coming and participating and agreeing to be interviewed in this podcast. Thank you so much, Rav Ramon. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of 15 Minute Fire. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions, please email 15minutefire at gmail.com. That's 15minutefire at gmail.com. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you.